0: Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al.
1: (laughs) Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we're coming to you somewhat live, somewhat clear, and uh, I'm at my cottage studio, so it's really nice out here. It's raining, and it's one of those days to go fishing instead of being on the radio. Today, we're going to have, uh, well, quite a quite a mix-up of guests. We have Georgini coming on uh, first off with uh, the APA. <clears throat> excuse me the APA started with a company called Lemonade he started in I think in 63 when the Ford motor company was building cars that were rusting so badly you could see what kind of jeans the guy was wearing just by following him on the highway and uh, they actually sued Ford and won in court uh, because of rusty Fords. And that's how the APA started with Lemonade and Phil Edmonston. And Georgini, who's the current uh, leader of the company, is going to be joining us. And so we're going to be talking about the lack of vehicles, new and used, on the marketplace.
0: Al? Yes, as a matter of fact, um, George is a great guy. I've known him for many, many years. And, uh, you know, when it comes to consumer affairs and, uh, you know, going to bat for the consumer, the AP is a super group. And we've got Joey Gagne
1: from Abrams Towing. What's Joey going to be talking about, Dave? Joey has this public auction where they, they auction off cars that have been abandoned or cars that they were getting on an assignment basis. And I actually almost bought one last week. They had this Jeep going that I liked, the Jeep Patriot. Um, But I just couldn't put up all the money because there wasn't enough left in it for us. Used cars are extremely expensive because there's none around. And uh, it's affected the marketplace. So that's going to be a lot of our theme this show is going to be the value of used cars and if it's time to get rid of it and how to get rid of it, that sort of stuff. And then we're going to be joined by... Nadia. Nadia's with the CAA, and we're going to talk about summer driving tips. You know, it's going to be nice to get out for a change.
0: Exactly. You know, I'd, we've been locked up for so long now, and, and the international border is still closed, but you're able to go right across the country from east to west, and, uh, you know, why not get in the car, put the load up the family, you know, and uh, put granny on the roof, and uh, away you go.
1: Yes, <laughs> I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was Imaging Coca. Who was the granny? Yeah, it was Imogene Coca. She used to be with the Sid Caesar shower uh, on television back in the 50s. She's a great actress.
0: Actually, I was thinking more about granny like Granny Clampett.
1: Oh, I understand. Okay. From the Beverly Hillbillies. Interesting. I'm getting a call from Florida right now, so I wonder what the hell's going on. We have a place down in Florida. We haven't been there for like 20 months. I wonder if it's still there, uh, considering what happened down in Florida, which was so tragic. Uh, I've decided I'm not going to any big buildings until they straighten things out. Anyways, bottom line here is our contest. We're giving away four triangle tires, and they're they're round ones, not squares. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is your last chance to enter. We did an email blast last night, so if you got one, tell your friends and make sure you enter the contest at davescornergarage.com. We've got a lot of entries, but you got better odds than you do with the lottery. I tell you that. I lost, by the way. You did. Me, too. Still you know what I ever tell you? I, I won Powerball. Which one's we that? We won Powerball. Well, they give away $470 million. We won 87 bucks. That's it? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't tell me how much she spends on lotteries, but anyways. So $87 we won, yeah, which is okay.
0: That's an old conversation that uh, us men have with our wives on occasion, eh? When they want to tell <laughs> you how much they saved. And I said, no, no, how much did you spend?
1: You know, it's two sides of the coin, eh? Yeah, that's true. So go to davescornergarage.com. Make sure you enter the contest. It's easy. All we want is your name and your postal code so we know where you're coming from. And uh, I mean that in a literal point, literal sense. And we'll be right back. We're going to be talking with Georgini. Al, take us out. We got Georgini, the APA. Great guy. Stick around. He's got some great advice.
0: And if you got a car care question, by all means, give us a shout or email us at davescornergarage.com. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. When it comes to the consumer and, and looking out for the consumer's well-being, George Eney has always been there. He's the president of the APA, which is, uh, I think, Canada's largest uh, group um, consumer group in, in the country, anyways. Uh, George, thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, it's great to be back. And I want to put tip my hat to you, too. You know, it, we, we just had a coincidental kind of thing today, uh, or this week. I had a customer with a car, a Nissan Altima, and the transmission was just about gone. Needed a new one. was going to cost between four and $5,000. I wow. contacted my buddy, George, and said, George, is anything going on? Like, I read that lots of people's trannies are failing, and George said, you won't believe this, Al. But, George, tell us what happened.
2: Well, uh, we just uh, uh, got a class action certified against Nissan for uh, uh, CVT automatic transmission failures on a number of their vehicles. And uh, they have extended the warranty on a a couple of models, one of which is the Pathfinder for 2014, 2013, uh, 2014, 15. And uh, so you got an extra two years. And in some cases, they're stepping up to pay after the five-year warranty has
0: uh, has expired. That's super. And uh, for people who are looking for new cars, tell us, what's the situation going on right now?
2: Well, we just uh, surveyed uh, 25 dealers and uh, all brands. And it, there's a real shortage because, it, of course, it started with the um, uh, COVID uh, plant closures. You know, they had outbreaks of COVID-19 in assembly plants, and so they had to be uh, sidelined. And that began last spring, a year ago. Um, but those are mostly done with now. Uh, They ran into a semiconductor shortage, and that's proving to be longer-lasting. And so uh, Ford dealer, for example, we visited had one F-150 on his lot. He said, normally I have 40. Mm -hmm. A GM dealer was asking 46 months if you're buying a a Sierra uh, pickup truck and you're not not, uh, taking one from their inventory. The Chrysler dealer we visited had a Lamborghini in his showroom it was this only one single vehicle, and he said it's just there to generate interest. He had a few jeeps on the lot, but almost anything on his lot was uh, a basically used inventory so uh and and at chrysler it, um it's even harder they they their delivery dates are just like an idea they they're not really uh confirmable
1: George. Used cars have also uh, been affected. The fact that I think a lot of used cars that should be taken off the road are not being taken off the road, being rebuilt and put back on because there's such a shortage of used cars.
2: Uh, We're seeing that at the bottom end, you know, from our complaint data that uh, there are are situations where, of course, everybody is paying more. In fact, used car prices have jumped much more than new. A new vehicle, there's sort of a limit because there's a suggested retail price and the manufacturers don't want dealers selling for too much above that. But on used cars, uh, the market decides. And certain vehicles are like 30%, 40% more than they were last year for a similar model. Uh, I would say if you are buying used, if you want to stretch your dollar, go with a mid-sized sedan because nobody wants them.
1: They're, they're really- yeah, sedans aren't, aren't in, a, in, in vogue anymore. Everybody wants an SUV.
2: Yeah, and even you know, compact cars have a, a stronger market because there is a Uh, a customer with a budget that sees that as a viable solution. But somebody, uh, you know, a Hyundai Sonata or um, a similar like a midsize sedan, a Ford Fusion, that's the kind of vehicle where the price didn't go up quite as much. If you have a leased vehicle um, and you're coming up, I would suggest you start shopping a little bit earlier so you don't get jammed. Find out what the supply like is for the model you're looking for. And uh, you can also extend your lease with the car maker's permission by three or six months until mm. your new vehicle comes in, and that that's uh, that would give you um, at least a hedge if if there's a problem. Uh, what we've also discovered is that, of course, a scrap metal, as you know, the catalytic converters have become very precious uh, for, for their uh, metal value. So if you have a, a clunker that's uh, on, four, or you have a relative with a car that has four flat tires and hasn't moved in five years gathering dust, um, you could get $500 for it, for recycling. That's more, perhaps, than you realized it was worth.
0: That's provided the catalytic converter's still on it. Correct. <laughs> right. now, they, steal it. they steal it from
1: your shop, don't they?
0: Not just my shop, yeah. They steal them from everywhere, and it's a big deal. As a matter of fact, my scrap guy said the first thing he does when someone says, how much is my car worth? He sticks his head underneath to find out if the converter's there or not, because that thing's five hundred dollars right from the from the price that he was going to give somebody. You're kidding! Nope. You know we
1: used to get twenty bucks for them. Well, now you can get wow. five hundred dollars. Yeah, I should have saved them. I should have invested in converters. Uh, George, when do you think this is going to be over? It says vehicle shortages predicted to last to the end of twenty twenty one. Is that still viable? I think so, yeah. Not
2: everybody's said equally. You know, the Mazda dealer told us he only just now had started getting notified by Mazda that some of his allocation would be either canceled or slowed down. Subaru typically is, you know, even before COVID, Subaru had trouble supplying cars.
0: They seem to be doing okay now. So, all right, George, uh, we do have to run. If people yeah. want more information, how did he find you? Uh, check the website, apa.ca. We've all right. got all, a lot of information.
1: Actually, a great website. All
0: right. Thanks again for joining us. we got to take a break. Dave and myself are going to be back right afterwards, and we're going to be talking about how to sell your car. You know, you just heard George say that prices are sky high. Well, let's see if Dave and I have got some tips for you so that you can get so much money for your car. Oh, my God. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. And just after my birthday, it's summer, which is here now. And uh, if you've got a nice car, boat, by all means, you want to save some money, get some great insurance, go to haggardy.ca forward slash DCG for some great insurance at a great price. So, Dave, let's say you want to sell your car. George was talking about, you know, how the market is high. And even for scrap, you can get stupid money. Um, Let's go.
1: Okay, well, let me tell you that I got a call this week. A lady with a Mercedes 450 SL, mm-hmm. uh, a classic, and she was asking me how does she sell her car, mm-hmm. and so I was explaining to her. First off, your car has got to be immaculately clean, and secondly, you got to know how much you want to spend on it. So I advised her the following: one, go to Haggerty's site and go to their. Um, they can evaluate your car. They have a eight. Um, evaluation site, mm-hmm. and you can actually pinpoint your vehicle and know what to ask. You know, a lot of guys go say, hey, "I want hundred thousand dollars for a car that's worth twenty grand," or "I want twenty grand for a car that's worth a hundred thousand dollars." So find out first what your car is worth, and find out what the market is for, is worth. Like, do your homework. Go to all these different websites, and you'll find out, like Bear Jackson Auction, the collector car auction that deals with us, um, the Haggerty website. You're finding out. Where you are so you do not embarrass and you're not making a mistake. The second thing is you got to prep your car for sale. You got to make sure that everything is, is working or if it's not working, have a list of what is not working. Make sure the car is presentable and be prepared for people to come to your house when that's always something I don't like. I don't like strangers coming to the house because you never know what they're looking for. It may not be a car. hmm.
0: Well, as a matter of fact, you know, what, what you can do as well, if, if you've got, a, you know, somebody hot for your car, is you can meet them at a, uh, you know, at a donut shop or something like that. So they don't know who, where you live or where you're going to be parking your car. There's been situations where buddy said, I don't want your car, and then came back later that night with a tow truck. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's, exactly Right, right, right. And then, like, as you say, you know... Get that car cleaned up so it's looking as nice as it possibly can. And if it need, if it needs to send out, like um, our detailing guy, we could send it out. Because, you know, you spend $150, you're going to make that back, you know, over and over and over again.
1: Oh, yeah. Go, go get it, like, elegant and have him detail the vehicle so that it looks. I mean, people, the first impression is the most important. The other thing is, you know, is it really a classic? You know, some of these things are not classics because there's no following for them. So you have to be careful of what you've got. Uh, This lady actually inherited the car because her husband passed. And and so she's now trying to, you know, reorganize her life. But... In her case, it was a classic. A 450 SL is a classic vehicle. But if you got something like a Chevy Acadian, uh, I don't think that's going to be a classic, and I don't think it's worth the, the effort of uh, of trying to move it.
0: Yeah, and if right? you're going to buy one of these cars, as you say, you got to do your homework. Because, you know, a lot of people think because it's an old car and it's in nice shape, it's going to be worth crazy money when that's not mm-hmm. necessarily the case. Because, you know... It depends on, like you say, is it a special edition? Was it a special model? How many did they sell that year? You know, like exactly, you got an old Beetle. You know, how much do you think you're actually going to get for that car? There were millions and millions sold around the world.
1: Well, you know what? I ran into that. I bought many, many years ago a Ferrari uh, that was in an accident, mm-hmm. and it took me three years to collect all the parts to put the thing back together. Three years. And and it's a lot of people think you know it's a classic and you're going to get the stuff right away. It's not always true. So if you're buying a project or you plan to drive the car, can you get parts that will make it work? It may be just it's a it's a monument because you can't get the pieces to make it work. So be very selective of what you're buying and and be very selective of of the service available for it. I mean, if you've got a BMW. No problem. I mean, there's lots of BMWs around, and there's there's a lot of parts available. But if you're driving a, a Borgward, good luck. What's a Borgward? <laughs> nobody... Man, are oh, you know, in the story of Borgward? Is that Borgward like Borgward was? A, is that like what's the a hen, what's a Henway? No, Borgward <laughs> was a competition to BMW okay. back in in the sixties, right? And. um uh, it's it's was a dirty game but the guys at BMW actually started the rumors about him drinking and, and having f- bad money and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and he actually went bankrupt but Borgward produced three cars and they were called a Lloyd a Goliath and a Borgward and these three cars were actually decent vehicles but they failed in the marketplace
0: wonder if they had turn signals on them
1: yes did the
0: kind people, that you stuck out. did people use them? I wonder <laughs> alright this is Dave's Corner Garage We've got our friend Joey Gagne from Abrams Towing right after the break. Stick around. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You know, if you take good care of your car, hey, hopefully it'll last a long time and you won't have any breakdowns. But if you do, you need to know who's honest, who's good, who's reliable. Joey Gagne from Abrams Towing. Joey, thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. How are you today? Excellent. And now you got a lot of beaters on your lot that people haven't picked up. What's the deal there? Yeah, people, uh, you know, pe- people sometimes they're tired
3: of their cars or their uh, the cars, uh, can't use them anymore or it's more than they can handle. So we get these cars, they're uh, sometimes they're real good cars that just need a little bit of loving. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we repurpose them for people and uh, put them on our auction site and, and people buy them.
0: Joey, if I buy one of those cars, do I have to pay the back rent? No, (laughs) (laughs) well, because they've added up quite a lot, and that's why people left them there, Dave. That's true.
1: Yeah, Joey. Joey has an auction. I think what is it? Every two weeks, Joey.
3: Yeah, typically every two weeks we have an auction. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. The auction's live uh, on online, and uh, the the bidding closes on Thursday at seven p.m. So you can start bidding at. I think it's six p.m. on Tuesday and. the bidding ends on Thursday, so it gives you lots of time to look at the vehicles, check them out, investigate whether it's what you're looking for, or come and look at them. You can make an appointment on our website. It makes it really easy for people.
1: Now, you know what? You you actually give us a ton of pictures of the car inside and outside, and you also give us a report uh, from uh, what's it called? Um, an accident report?
3: Yeah, we do a car fax on the car. So that's a, the. That's a, uh, a condition report of the vehicle if it's had any accidents or anything like that and uh, and liens or stuff like that. So we do that, and that uh, makes it, you know, just a little more confirmation of what you're buying. And uh, we let you have a look at the car. We, uh, we, we we let you, you know, crawl all over it if you want. You can come in and have a look at the cars. Just uh, make an appointment with us on our on our auction site, abrams.auction.ca, and then you can... Uh, you can decide if it's what you're looking for.
1: Okay, so I'm the winning buyer. What happens? I got to pay you. Uh, how do I pay you? And how do I get the car?
3: So you go on our on our webs on our website, AbramsAuction.ca. You register as a bidder, and uh, you have to submit a credit card as a form of payment. And then, if you're the winning bidder, uh, you pay by the credit card, and uh, you uh, pick your car up. You pick it up the next day, or you can pick it up. You know, three, four days later, normal, typical people will come the next day and uh, we do the transfer. usually takes a couple of days to do the, the uh, plate ownership transfer. But mm-hmm. uh, w- once we get all your information that you're the winning bidder and uh, take your car home, give it some love and put it on the road.
1: <laughs> I like the way you say that. Can you uh, and you, would you deliver it?
3: Yes, we, we do uh, transportation uh, North America wide.
1: Interesting. So some of these cars are, are are for people that have lost their license on the side and then never picked them up, correct?
3: Yeah, sometimes it's it's uh, someone that's uh, you know run into some troubles and they they just they don't need the car anymore or they've lost the car because
1: uh, you know, they drinking and driving and that sort of stuff.
3: Yeah, they've had some difficulties and you know, we uh, you know, we take the car in lieu of payment for the services and uh, you know, it Gets them off the hook and leaves us with the responsibility to dispose of the vehicle. So, our process is under the repair stores lean act as we sell the vehicle and to recoup our costs. Uh-huh. So, I
0: have nice a question. Thing. Sure. Um, sometimes you pick cars up, you know, where maybe they've been illegally parked or they've been abandoned. People don't necessarily leave the keys in there. What happens in that situation? So, we typically uh, we have a key guy, he comes and makes
3: the keys for us. And okay. Or we'll we'll uh, get a key from the from the car manufacturer.
0: All right, good. So I don't have to worry. Interesting. about
3: Interesting. <laughs> yeah, m- most cars, ninety nine percent of the cars will have keys. The odd car, we get a car, but we'll disclose that before when you come to have a look at it. Or you'll, if, you, if you're monitoring the car online, it tells you whether the keys are available or not. It tells you the condition of the vehicle if it's uh, you know has a transmission problem or it has some body work issues because <laughs> most of the cars have some some issues, some are minor, some are major, but there's a lot of cars that have very minor issues. Uh, you know, we'll get a car that uh, someone's passed and the car's been left behind, abandoned somewhere, and, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, belonged to somebody that didn't drive a lot, and we uh, get that car, and it's got low K, and it's, you know, in nice shape, and maybe a little bit older car. It's a perfect winter beater for somebody, or a commuter car, and uh, we get a lot of those, and they don't need a lot of work.
1: And used cars have have gone up in value so much. If you're a dealer, that'd be a great place to look for cars. Yeah, well,
3: as you know, David, it's uh, the the used car market is very hot right now. Uh, so it, there's a demand, and a lot of people are struggling to find something that uh, mm-hmm. fits their needs and their budget. So uh, you know our our place is a good place to buy a you know entry level vehicle. You know something that uh, potentially is uh, within a lower budget
1: fascinating fascinating stuff. I was going to say something yesterday coming up to the lake, I saw about 50 tow trucks on the 404 uh with their flashers on. Was there a a, a protest yesterday? Yeah, there's a uh,
3: the government's uh, coming up with some new legislation and uh some in the towing industry are not happy about it. And mm-hmm. uh, and so they're they're making their uh they're just, you know, the, the fact displeasure, that not happy about it. Displeasure known, and uh, and and that's their right. They have every right to to argue with the the government about pending legislation.
0: No, but that's for the we, most part to protect the consumer. I mean, you know, if, if you're a straight up good operator, that's not a problem for you, correct?
3: Correct. If you're if you're doing things, you know, and you're looking after the consumer and you're protecting their interests and stuff like that, you really have nothing to worry about. But. You know that, just like with anything, everybody has the right to uh, communicate uh, through the process, and right. I think that's what the toll operators are trying to do. But I, uh, you know, I hundred percent. So the the consumer should be the uh, you know the the most important part of the process, and we we want to you know the government, if they're going to do any kind of legislation, to be focused on making sure the consumer is protected. We don't necessarily want them to overreach. As government tends to do sometimes, but we want them to protect the uh, consumer, make sure that they have a, you know, some rights, and I think they've done a good job of that so far. And uh, we just don't want them to overreach. I think some of the towers are concerned about that.
1: So it's, I mean, basically, it's 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 licensing the trucks. That's basically the bottom of the line is making sure that there's some legislation to protect the consumer. Uh, it's long time coming. I mean, your company doesn't chase. And and you do basic towing services, but some of these guys are, are are representing body shops, that sort of stuff. So I think that's what they want to protect the public from.
3: Yeah, they're they're protecting the the, uh, the they're trying to protect the public from operators that maybe don't aren't as transparent in mm-hmm. to what their role is in the process. So. Then um, there's different types of operators. Operators just to do regular towing. There's operators that focus just on accidents. So I think that, you know the accident part of it is also the most controversial part of it. So that's where they uh, yeah they seem to be focusing a lot of their uh, their their efforts on.
1: I love it. Al, give us the website. Who me? You mean Why
0: Joey? <laughs> <laughs> ca If I had to guess, was that right, Joey? It's
3: uh, well. There's our there's our towing website is abrams.ca, mm-hmm. and then there's our auction website, which is abram, abramsauction.ca.
0: And yes. where is the actual yard? I mean, if people want to drive down there, our yard is at Keelan Finch on 124
3: LePage Court. So if you're interested in looking at a car from our auction, our next auction is just after the long weekend. Uh, you go on our abramsauction.ca website and register. Or make an appointment. You don't have to register to make an appointment. You have to register to make an appointment. That that sounds the same. But, yeah. and uh, (laughs) uh, Be registered to make an appointment because of COVID restrictions and stuff like that. We don't just let drop-ins.
1: And I have to tell you, you don't just tow cars. I had to move a container. Uh, You know, those, those shipping containers. I called you guys up. You picked it up. You moved it. You dropped it. And it was done. Bang. So, I mean, your flatbed service is really great.
3: Yeah, we have, a, we have a very eclectic uh, list of services, including moving heavy equipment, uh, trucks, cars, mm-hmm. luxury cars, uh, machinery, uh, containers. We do a lot of that work. So it is a big part of our business. And you can find all those services at abrams.ca.
1: Yeah, we were talking about moving classic cars and stuff like that. It's perfect because your guys flatbed, you just put it up on top of the flatbed and bingo. It's it's not on the road, it's not hurt, it's it's just it's just protected. I really enjoy that service.
3: Yeah, yeah, we moved. Uh, we were moving a Porsche Carrera GT the other day, which is almost a million dollar car, beautiful car. Wow. We do that type of service every day, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's part of our
0: services. Doesn't the guy ever okay. drive it? You got to move it every day for the guy. No, not the same guy. <laughs> you know, you think? I hope not the same guy. <laughs> All right, Joey, thank you very much. Joey, Abrams Towing. If you've got a car that's not working, you need to tow, give Joey a call. Right after the break, we're going to be talking to Nadia Meadows from the CAA. And she's going to be filling us in on summer driving tips. Stick around. All righty. You know, everybody's getting vaccinated, which is a good thing. And if you're not, please go ahead and get it done. It'll be safer for everybody. We're going to get rid of this COVID situation as quick as possible. Uh, As it is, the international borders are closed. We can't drive to the states, but we can drive right across this country. Now, you know, if you want to sit in the back, if you're the driver and you're getting tired listening to kids say, are we there yet? Are we there yet? We have Natty Matos on the phone from the CAA and she got some great tips on how you can make that drive a pleasurable one. Thanks for joining us today, Natty.
4: Thank you guys for having me. I think the number one tip that CAA can give to all your listeners right now is to plan and prepare as much as possible when you're uh, going out and keeping safety top of mind. So if you're going, you know, uh, across province lines, if, they're open or if you're just staying local really planning and preparing is an, uh, is is the number one tip we can give everybody and we know that road trips can be a safer alternative this summer it's an excellent option but taking those extra precautions ahead of time will ensure that you have a safe road trip
0: of course the one and the first thing that you want to do is make sure the car's in good shape right
4: uh, you know, absolutely. You want to make sure that you check your tires and you wash your car and top up your fluids. We all know that you have seasonal maintenance that you do at the beginning of every brand new season, but you really should be doing a little bit more maintenance a- ahead of a big long road trip. You want to make sure that the vehicle that's going to take you to your destinations is in tip top shape. So, Other things you can do is to make sure that your lights are in good working order and to test your battery. You know, the intense heat can cause just as much havoc on your car battery as the frigid cold. A lot of people don't think about those fluctuations in the heat and how that impacts your battery. So if your battery is older than three years, it's probably best to have a professional test your car battery and replace it. And of course, CA Battery Service will test, boost and replace your battery if you need that.
0: Oh, so you don't have to wait for it to break down. We can actually be proactive is what you're saying.
4: Proactive is the best thing for you to do. You don't want to be stranded or find yourself in an emergency situation on the side of the road. We recommend that, you know, if your car battery is more than three uh, years old, that you check it before every new season. And if you're uncertain, it's probably just best to get it checked or get it replaced. And another thing that we recommend is to pack an emergency roadside kit. We tend to think of those for the wintertime. A lot of them are equipped with shovels. But in the summertime, you want to include a few essentials like a flashlight, jumper cables, working jack, cell phone, battery charger, water, and non-perishable food. Items that you can keep on hand in case of an emergency until someone can get to you.
0: Now, one thing you may want to practice, you can make it a family activity, is take out the owner's manual and figure out where the spare is and how to change it. Way better to do it on a nice day during the day rather than (laughs) at night in the rain, right?
4: Absolutely. And a lot of people don't even realize that they have spare tire or they're not even familiar with it. And so before you head on your road trip, it's really great to find out where everything is. Do a nice visual check around your car. If you have a new car and you're not familiar where the spare tire is, you want to make sure that everything there and what's available to you, just make sure that you plan and prepare.
0: Exactly. A lot of people don't even realize that they've got wheel locks. And you know the worst is when you have to say, where's your wick? And they go, what is that?
1: Yeah. All right, Dave? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you're saying book flexible accommodations. You know, we usually drive until we get tired and then start looking for a hotel. But I think what you're saying is we you change now and we actually look for a destination rather than when you're tired
4: especially right now during the pandemic you know things can change so quickly and rapidly a you want to monitor local public health updates and local news if planning on going somewhere it's more it's better, more prudent to kind of figure out where you're going and figure out that community. What are the restrictions around that community? There are some places that are dealing with higher case counts than other Mm -hmm. places. And so you really want to monitor local public health updates and local news. You want to be ready and flexible for a change of plans because you may have your heart set out going somewhere else, uh, going to that particular city. And they're not really welcoming outside visitors Um, and as you mentioned you really want to look for if you're going to plan to stay overnight and if that's available according to public health guidelines you really want to book flexible accommodations and look for hotels with free flexible cancellation policies.
1: You know I can't remember how many times I had to walk back to the car to get my mask you know I'm not used to wearing a mask and you're saying take extra masks with you take wipes with you you know be prudent in the fact that you got to be healthy
4: and dave i do that the same thing i'm like oh there's a pandemic going on i've forgotten my mask right it's kind of mm-hmm. comical kind of comical but yeah i in my i have a little like covid kit in my car which is just a box of masks some wipes and some hand sanitizer um, that I always have in my vehicle and is available for wiping down surface, uh, surfaces um, or just wiping down your hands and putting some hand sanitizer. So it's really about kind of preparing with that COVID lens on as well. Now for the food.
1: <laughs> Talk about food.
4: <laughs> Who doesn't love food? <laughs> so here here it is. Here you can do it two ways, right? You can enjoy the great outdoors and avoid restaurants altogether. Get out, visit a provincial park, pack a picnic, bring extra snacks to reduce your stop and minimize contact. Or if you want to support local, which we always recommend, call ahead and find out hours of operation of a couple restaurants in the city or town that you're going to. Do they have patio seating? Do they have COVID procedures in effect? Uh, yeah. Perhaps you want to consider curbside pickup. You don't want to be doing that stuff in the moment. Before, you just would have jumped in your car and, you know, lived dangerously. Now we're just asking everybody to take that extra step so that they can be safe and to avoid disappointments as well. Al? Yeah, Nadia, you uh,
0: you put some videos together on your website too, have you not?
4: We have, and we have lots of information as well. And you can always uh, visit our website for car maintenance, safe driving tips, and summer adventures your way. And we're recommending everybody to visit the Daily Boost blog. That's caasco.com forward slash blog. Well,
0: if you need a boost daily, you should get a new battery, I think. Yeah,
4: yeah, I think so, too. Ah, that
0: was an old mechanic joke. Natalie, thank you very much for joining us. Now, if people do get a breakdown on the side of the road, how do they get a hold of you guys?
4: Well, they can always visit our website. You can get all of our uh, information there. And you can always call um, our 1-800 number and um, you can become a member as well. And, um, really what we recommend is that you do that ahead of time. Don't wait till you're on the side of the road to, uh, become a member. Do that before.
1: (laughs) Natty, you should also mention, uh, caamagazine.ca. I was on that website. That's fascinating. That's your book that you get, you send out to members.
4: It is our own magazine and it's chock full of great stories, tips, and, uh, it is a great service that we bring to members.
1: Yeah, right. I love it. Read it all the time.
4: Nadia,
0: thanks for joining us. Have yourself a safe summer and uh, make sure to wear that mask, eh?
4: Thanks. You too, guys. All right, Check take care.
0: C a a s c o. If you want more information. And after the break, Dave and I are going to talk about something electrical. And we're not Maybe talking... not.
1: I got an email just came in. Oh, so you see, so you're 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 changing
0: you're changing uh, pathways. Yes. Okay. I'm changing up. Yep. All right. Stay flexible. We'll be right back. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. My name is Alan Gelman, and I'm playing with Dave. Spin the Wheel of Topics. Dave, what are we okay, going
1: about? Okay, well, first off, I was going to talk about a Tesla driver is suing Tesla, and I think he has a case. Uh, apparently, if you bought a Tesla between 2012 and 2016, you were promised all the electricity at the supercharger station for free. In other words, anytime you pulled up, you can hook up, and there was no charge. Now, What happens is there's a big crowd of people that are trying to use these stations. In order to move them along, they've introduced fines. So if you've left your car there too long after it was charged, they were going to charge you a fine. And he's saying that's a charge for the electrical service. And so he's suing Tesla for all the money that they've collected and uh, future free electricity. Interesting, huh? But it leads to a point. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, it leads to a point that, you know what, that's going to be a problem. You're going to show up at a charging station and there's a guy who's an hour ahead of you.
0: Well, the other issue, too, is that, you know, they're not all the same. Um, Tesla is a specific charging apparatus. It's not the same Mm. as as what they use other cars on. Um, So you've got to go with the one specific. I mean, the one good thing about the cars are that the software and the mapping and stuff that's in them will tell you specifically, you know, where the closest stations are for you. And uh, you can get it done that way, Dave.
1: I think it's a real problem. And it, the second problem is we were talking about it earlier was uh, how many mechanics are aware of this technology and how many mechanics are trained on this technology. It's starting to come out, but it's, it's not there yet.
0: No, 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 exactly. And uh, you know, it's it's and, and and because it's so different, it's not a case of. You know, Bubba, who's uh, scratching his butt, going, come on, boss, let me have a look at her. You know, you you can't be sticking your hands in there because these are high-voltage vehicles. You have to have, like, linesman's gloves and and, and masks and stuff just to protect yourself. So it's like, you know, uh, again, you know, you can't fool around. One good thing about these cars that's pretty much straightforward, though, is that, you know, it's got brakes. It's got tires. That stuff is pretty much the same. So uh, there's still work for us to do.
1: Mm, Interesting. So anyways, I got this email came in while we're doing the show. It's from Marlene. And she's saying she has a 2000 Chrysler Intrepid, which is like 21 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's looking to replace it. Yes, Marlene, I would with an SUV. And she's looking at a Buick Envision or a Nissan Rogue used 1718 models. What's your suggestion? My suggestion is not to buy a car now, i tell you the truth. we would wait.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, we were talking about it with George, and and, and the used car prices are high. New car inventory is very, very low. Um, As he said, you know, if you're going to go to the dealership and you're looking for a a car that's there and that you can perhaps, you know, haggle and get the best price on, you know, the, the sedan may be actually your best bet.
1: Yes. People aren't buying cars anymore. They're buying everything. If you look on the road, they're all SUVs. Exactly. I,
0: I always laugh though when I, you know, as a mechanic, it would be either it's a car or a truck, and people get pretty ticked off when you call their crossover vehicle a truck.
1: Yeah, and yet that's how it's listed. You know, they I have a Cadillac, um, uh, what's it, XT5, mm-hmm. but it's listed on the insurance company as a truck yeah, because it's taller. It's not a sedan. It's very simple. Yep yeah it's very true, so Buick Envision or Nissan Rogue, which one would you pick?
0: um, you know what when you're buying a used vehicle, the most important thing to do is to get it inspected by your own mechanic first of all mm-hmm. um you know you may one one vehicle may not have been my favorite, but if you find one that's like what we call in the business a cherry or a cream puff, you know where it's got very, very low miles on it you know, it's, it's worth taking a chance. Uh, you know, how do you compare a, a, a less reliable car with no miles on it as opposed to a very reliable car with 300,000? Yeah. It, it, it's kind of a wash, eh? But but, but but, you know, we've had actually had our friends from OMVIC on the, on, the, uh, on the radio with us before, too. And where you have to be careful is uh, odometer tampering is, is a big deal. Um, so if you see an ad and it says it's only 24Ks on the car or even 100Ks, you want to get that confirmed somehow if you can.
1: Well, the bottom line is do your homework, uh, talk to somebody who who has one, maybe, you know, pull pull a guy over and say, how do you like your car? Well, what what's, what's going on with it? There's a lot of different versions because for a lot of people, this is one of the biggest expenses that they're going to incur, you know, other than their house, the car is the biggest expense that they yeah. have.
0: Exactly. And you want to make sure that you get a car proof report to find out if it's been in any big accident. Uh, to find out down the road that you bought a, a rebuilt wreck is, is not a good idea.
1: No, not a good idea. By the way, I want to mention, get into the contest. Dave'sCornerGarage.com. We're going to give you four tires. Al's going to install them. I am. So you're going to get to meet Al. And uh, it, by the way, it's Dave'sCornerGarage.com. It's easy. Just click on the button and enter the contest. This is the last weekend. It ends at the end of the month, and then it's all over. Oh, but. I- I was going to say, we're going to have a summer of contests. We're The next contest coming up, there's a really nice one coming up. And then after that, there'll be another one coming up. We're doing a whole summer of contests. Great. I want to thank
0: Georgini of the APA. I want to thank Joey Agne of Abrams Towing and Nadia Matos from CAA. We got some great yes. sponsors, great guests, eh?
1: Yeah, good information, great information. Exactly.
0: Dave, have a safe drive back from the cottage. Make sure thank you don't you. drive too fast.
1: Don't no, uh, let the wife drive.
0: Don't forget to wait two hours before you go swimming, eh?
1: If I let the wife drive, I can criticize instead of the other way around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thanks to Carlos behind the board. And uh, we'll see you next week for another edition of Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye, everyone. Carlos for Prime Minister. <laughs>